Couch Guy Sports, Loose Change Podcast, episode 15, the big one five. Uh, we got no Ross again this week. He's helping out a freaking buddy because he's too nice of a guy. Jared, me, myself, Nick Walia, we got a lineup for you. Big week in sports. Tiger wow. Woods, DUI. You didn't mention me, though. I did. I said Connor. He said no, Connor. Connor. Yeah, just listen. Ne- listen next oh, time. Maybe you'll well, hear your name. Sorry, guys. Connor Strayer's here. Save the day. Connor Strayer, I am sensitive. Uh, Tiger Woods, DUI charge. Lonzo Ball, declining to work out with the Celtics. Uh, Red Sox and David Price in the NBA Finals expectations. That is, a lot, that is the lineup for tonight. We're going to lead it off because Connor's being an asshat. Connor has to leave uh, sorry, in about sorry. 15 minutes. Where are you going uh, in 15 go- minutes? It's 9 o'clock. Yeah, who are you um, hanging out with? I'm going to a karaoke bar. Are you going with, uh, going with, with uh, Ryan and Nick? Yes, sir. Yep. That's that's the typical for that. They got free Week. popcorn there, though. Wednesday. Yeah, dude, I'm eating skinny pop right here. What? No, Boom Chicka Pop is better. Shout out to Boom Chicka Pop. Popcorn. Is that, is that what they give out? at? No, 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 no. What I'm saying, it's better than skinny pop. Anyways, go on. Uh, whatever. So, Lonzo Ball this week uh, came out. Danny Ainge told Asherod Blakely of the uh, of CSN and he, that Lonzo Ball told Danny Ainge he will not be working out for the Celtics. Uh, my first reaction, I'm assuming Danny Ainge laughed in his face when he yeah. told him that. Like, okay, dude, you thought we were going to draft you? You, yeah. thought we even had, you thought there wasn't even a chance that we would draft you? Please. Absolutely not. We, didn't even, we never even planned on drafting you in the first place. So, hey, good job. Go work out for L.A. Go work out for those suck bags over in L.A. Uh, I hope the yeah, Lakers don't take him. I hope the Lakers don't take Lonzo Ball oh, after all this. That would be such a kick in the nuts. Oh, be fantastic. Hope, I mean, I kind of hope the Celtics do take him so they can trade him. Just be like, haha, like, F off, we'll draft you, and then just trade you to L.A. Like, Because the Lakers do want him. I'm pretty sure the Lakers want to draft Ball. Yeah, I wouldn't risk it, though, because I know the, the Celtics do really want Fultz. And I'd rather just, Fultz is that good, I, th- I think. Obviously, we don't know, but um, Fultz came out and said, like, you know, I want to be a Celtic, blah, 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 which is awesome. Makes me realize how much more I want Mark Galfolt in a Celtics uniform. But Ball's a moron. Like, why wouldn't you at least work out with the Celtics? Because, you know, worst case... They're a legendary it's franchise. his dad. Yeah. His dad's it, telling him. Oh, yeah, I know. Exactly. Of course yeah, it's his dad. His, dad his, right his, now. his dad's a moron. But if you work out with the Celtics, look at Kobe. Kobe has pictures of him in the Celtics green. Because he came... Kobe worked out for the Celtics and then didn't get drafted by him. But now, you know, if you go work out for the Celtics... Maybe that increases your stock even more for the Lakers and be like, oh, you got, the Celtics might want you, blah, blah, blah. Maybe, and you know, it's so it's, I, I don't know, it, yeah. it's really not a, it's a win win, I think, for both sides if he just goes and works out at least. The more workouts you do, the better because now if you don't work out for the Celtics and the Lakers don't take you or like, the Lakers don't care about his personality, but what other team wants to take him now if he won't even work out for the Celtics? It's his, is Chino Hills, that's what team he um, played for and he went to UCLA, or yeah, he, um, is he from California? Yes. I think so. Yeah. so that's they're, like an LA, they're like an L.A. family. Yeah, so that's probably why he definitely just wants to stay in L.A. Like, build it. Like, well, he wants, his... to, he wants to be near his asshat of a dad. That's well, he it. He probably just wants to play for his, like, home state and then make a name for himself. Like, be a yeah, star. Yeah, but you don't do that. You're a kid. Who? What? It, my issue here is this kid's entitlement is through the freaking roof. I, I kind of thought that he was, like, a decent guy and his dad was just the scumbag. After this move, I don't care if it was his dad's decision. After this move, he's the dirtbag too. 
Oh, he's because definitely a dirtbag. You're saying that you're not going to work out for one of the for probably the most historic franchise. They're the winningest the franchise. They're the winningest franchise in NBA history, and you said no to them. Yeah, and you think that you you have the audacity, you <laughs> you have the audacity to t- to say that you're not going to work out for the Boston Celtics. Please go to L.A. Go to L.A. Eventually, I wanted to come up. Markel Fultz, Lonzo Ball, 2000. 23 NBA Finals, and I want Markel Fultz to put on a show. Oh, you so know it's going to be that way. You know, you know, if they take ball, we're going to take. I think the Celtics will take Fultz. Like, I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. I think that is too. Yeah, and, is and, and I think it is because even if they trade him, I think he's still being drafted number one because of the talent that he has. And he keeps saying, you know, I want to play next to it. I want to be a Celtic. I understand he kind of has to say it because they're projected to take him, but at the same time. He could say all the crap that Lonzo Ball's saying. I think Markel Fultz would be a good fit here. And to see those two, you know, like battle long time, Lonzo Ball versus Markel Fultz, Celtics, Lakers. Battle like, long time. Oh, I, I, it would I, be a great fit. It would be a great fit. And I think that Markel Fultz wins that battle nine out of ten times. But you don't think that – what about the like the point guard scenario? Yeah, so but I don't, you, I don't you, think – See, I don't think Marcus Smart and Rozier are both going to be here long term. You're probably going to trade Smart or Rozier. Avery Bradley's not going to be here. He's probably gone. I think IT and Markel Fultz can play together, and a lot of people don't. Yeah. I think I think that's the All question right. is if they can play together, then you can draft them and they can play together. If not, then you trade one of them. But I think you've got to at least see how it works for a year, um, especially where Isaiah Thomas is going to get paid till next year. All right, so like real quick, two other players that I like that – Celtics could probably get our Josh Jackson from uh, Kansas. Yep, I thought he was going to be the number one pick get, all year. They get year. the first pick. They could pick. They anybody. can get whoever the fuck yeah, they I want. Know, like, Connor, they say like, I know they can get whoever they want. I'm saying, I mean, I could pick if, you. They could. I, I wish with the first pick of the NBA draft, the Boston Celtics yeah. select Connor Sprayer. Imagine that. Imagine yeah. the publicity Couch Guy Sports would get. <laughs> He'd have to come up in a Couch Guy Sports shirt and rip it open like Superman. We don't no have those yet, so it's, we can't no do one that. Wants to see that. But I'm saying I like, I really like Josh Jackson and Bo- and Jason Tatum. Um, they're both shooting forwards. No, not Channing Tatum. I'll take Jason. Channing Tatum too. Let's go. Why not? <laughs> um, I like both those players. They're both kind of what the Celtics need right now is a, a decent shooter from the outside or someone who can shoot and drive to the hoop. And but. I mean, I know they're looking more towards Fultz, who is a point guard. He's also a really good player, and hopefully is a player for our future. But we'll see. I mean, we'll, we really won't know until like probably three years from now if we made the right decision. Now, hold on. I'm thinking. I'm thinking that the reason that they would go more towards Fultz uh, is mostly because they can see themselves building around the future. I think this draft pick, obviously, it's. It's to help benefit the team now, but I think it's more towards benefiting your future because right now you have Jalen Brown lined up. A lot of people think he's going to be a stud in the NBA. We'll see. We don't know. Um, people fall apart left and right. Uh, Markel Fultz, you draft him this season. Now you've got Jalen Brown and Markel Fultz growing up in the system together who eventually those two can become an absolutely dominating force. If they both come out to what they're projected to be, they could, that could be an unbelievable pairing. Well, because then imagine so if you I put think, Gordon, this, Hay- Gordon Hayward draft... next to them too. Because if you do, because we've got an assumption they're going to get Gordon Hayward. He's not old, so if you're putting Gordon no, Hayward, no, he's like 24, isn't he? yeah, Gordon Hayward with those two, 
you have IT for a while. I think they'd even pay IT in that situation because he wants to stay here. He likes it here. And I think if you you have all these young guys playing together, you could still pay IT in the meantime. And now these rumors are popping up. I read a story today saying there are teams around the NBA that are willing to give Nerlens Noel a max deal. I'm curious, especially Connor, would you do that? Would you give Nerlens Noel a max deal seeing the small sample size we've seen because of his injuries and things like that? I would not. I would not take a chance on him. No way. Absolutely no. I mean, he, he's Nerlens Noel. I yeah. wouldn't. You would. I. I just don't think he's gonna work out. I don't think he's gonna. I think he's gonna like get hurt so soon. He's just so injury prone. I just don't like him. And no. I, I didn't like him coming. Huh? Yeah. No. See, I definitely wouldn't. Um. I, I think. Oh. I, yeah. No. I think that they. Um, any team that would pay him a max deal is someone who's just trying to get someone in the in the situation yeah. and just get a better situation for their team. I didn't like him coming out of college too because didn't he come out out of college hurt as well? Like he yeah, he, he got hurt as one yeah, of his last games right in college. Yeah. yeah, so like he was a great. I don't think he was like really anything too special before that. Um, I know he was one of like the top prospects, but um, I still wouldn't risk it. No way, I wouldn't give him anything. Any any team who gives him something is taking a risky move well but, uh, has he done anything though to really make him deserve a max because right really, now no. my my not problem with the nba right now is it seems like they're just handing out max contracts they can. i know they got, because they, they can because they so. kind of have to because yeah because, because if they don't use the money it's going to get wasted it just doesn't they have I mean, they pretty much have to use that money well yeah because it's, they, it's, they have to have off, a, yeah, because there's a certain amount of deal, like max deals you have to get to to just get to the salary cap floor. Um, you have to get to a certain point just to be where you have to be by requirement. So if you don't use that money, you actually get penalized. Yeah, but, you know, I'm kind of calling it like a, like the IT syndrome too because I feel like teams are also kind of pressured, you know, because because Isaiah Thomas, right, he's an excellent player. There's debate whether or not he's a max contract guy. But – the, the the pressure comes in where if the Celtics don't give him that money, then somebody else is going to give him a max contract. I know he's already said that he would play for the Celtics for less money, but at the same time, somebody else is going to give him that money. So if you don't pay him, then you're going to watch Isaiah Thomas walk and go somewhere else if you don't give him close. Because, again, IT did say that he would play for less money. I would keep IT. There's no harm in it. So no, he, he obviously loves playing in Boston. I like a guy that loves playing here. He puts his heart out on the court every game. So I think we should keep him. I don't think people are saying that the Celtics play a little better with him out without him on the floor. Meh. In one of the games that they won um, against Cleveland, and I don't think that's the case. You could obviously see the huge scoring hole. No one wanted to shoot the basket, shoot the ball in the last like few minutes of the game. Everyone was like. Oh crap! It's not here. Who's gonna take the last shot? And it really takes control, and he's really looking to score. Exactly, uh, and you know what? If you don't have it on this team, you're not the number one seed. You're not close. Oh, uh, not even no. close. And look what happened in Game Five. Like they didn't have anybody to score in the fourth quarter when Kyrie Irving went off. And you ha- you need that. And look, they don't need to pay it this year, so they can see how he does, and if he can consistently, you know, not I wouldn't say do exactly what he did this year because it was a lot. But if he can keep scoring the basketball and keep being a leaning scorer on this team, even next to Markel Fultz, who also is a ball head, you know what? Pay the guy because he can still be number three, even maybe a number two on a winning team. 
he just can't be by himself. And right now, even with Horford, I still consider him by himself. And it doesn't work that way. And my thing with Fultz, too, playing with IT, the the situation could kind of be like, Isaiah Thomas is your point scorer. Fultz is going to be a rookie, right? So Fultz is not going to be a huge point scorer yet. So for right now, you could at least play him in an Avery Bradley-type position. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if he plays. I don't really know too much about Marco Fultz, but I don't know if he's as great as, on defense as Avery Bradley. Um, Avery Bradley might not be here next and, year. Sorry, what did you say? I said Avery Bradley might not even be here next year. Jared's out right now. Jared's oh, okay. Gone. Jared's Gonzo, which I don't know if that's going to affect the recording because he's the one recording. All right, sorry for the technical issues. We are back. We lost Jared. We thought we lost Jared. I guess we were still recording. That's where you the were. confusion came in. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, okay, so you know what? After all that, Connor, you got to go. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, go. guys. Uh, I'm Connor's got to go to a karaoke bar. And uh, I'll take any requests. If any of you guys want to tweet at me, um, it's at Big C, Big C underscore. Please, please, 19. please, please do me I'll a favor. I'll take requests. Take yeah. a Snapchat of you singing on stage, and we're going to post it to the Couch Guy Sports Twitter. Uh, maybe. Yeah, that's going to happen. That's Absolutely. Gonna happen. I'm going to text Ryan. Once I see a paycheck, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Good one. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to humili- <laughs> humiliate myself in front of a few hundred people on uh, Couch Guy Sports. So. Uh, okay. All right. I'm at a few Connor. thousand. All right. All right. Uh, Connor, thanks right. for coming on for ten minutes. Thank you. All right. Peace out, guys. All right. Get out of here. Bye. He's gone. Go away. All right. Connor's gone. Connor's gone. Uh, so now it's just me and Jared. Uh, but should to, be. Just, to, just to sum up, yeah, exactly. The chemistry between us is like, it's it's like Romeo and Juliet. It's just sensational. Except the straight male version, not that I have anything to, and not that I have anything against the homosexual community. Um, but just to sum up what we were saying about Lonzo Ball and Markel Fultz. I think Markel Fultz and IT could work well together. The whole conversation, though, is about Lonzo Ball not working out with the Celtics. Uh, he, that makes himself look horrible, and a ton of the NBA really, really does not like this guy. No, and, and it, it, it's going to make people hate him more. Yeah, that is making it worse. Yeah, I made it worse, and now you're right, though. You said it earlier. Like, he made it all about him and his, his son, and his dad made it all about him, but we're seeing more and more that he's like his dad. And he doesn't come. Just a quieter version. Just a quieter version, yeah. But like, not most. Not a lot of people would turn down a workout with the Boston Celtics, because oh, absolutely not. You, you know, it still is debatable who should go number one. Obviously, I think more people are coming out saying Fultz, especially after this all this crap. I don't think the Celtics need the headache, especially where as a team. And it seems like Markel Fultz's game is more of a fit because he's bigger. Um, he he's, he can do both on both sides of the game. He can block shots. Like he can kind of do a little bit of everything. So I think that's what they need. But overall, I think that um, Lonzo Ball is just a moron for not working out with the Celtics. Even just to say, hey, here's my exposure. Here's more tape of me. Here's more proof that I can do this. Because you know, as much as they're rivals, Lakers execs and Celtics execs talk. Like, people talk in this league. So the more you work out for teams, the better. And he's just shooting himself in the foot. But he'll probably play in L.A. anyway, so it won't even matter. In the end, LA's going to draft him. LA seems to want him for whatever reason. He's the projected number two uh, pick in the draft, which, you know what? I know he's talented, but I think a lot of that also has to do with the amount of publicity that he's gotten because a lot of people fall. I feel like a lot of these, these general managers fall for the list that come out for, like, you know, me and you, the common people. Yeah. Because 
we look at these and they never really change. Like these are just kind of projections people are coming out with or like NBA experts are coming out with. And then it, goes usually, it usually falls in that order. So I feel like the NBA executives kind of get persuaded by those stupid lists. Oh, they definitely do. But credit to Danny Ainge for not getting swayed. Took Marcus Smart. Took Jalen Brown. Bravo, Danny Ainge. Good job. Jalen Brown, shock of the year last year. When they drafted him, I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, love the pick still. And I think he's going to be good in this league. I think he's going to be phenomenal. Won't be superstar level. He'll be second tier to play along against like a Markel Fultz or someone like that. But overall... You know, I think the Lakers would be better off picking Jackson Tatum or one of those guys. They're going to take Lonzo Ball because he wants to play in L.A. and he's all about. They're all about Showtime out there. And my, um, Irvin Magic Johnson's going to run that franchise into the ground. They're all about the hype up there, and especially Irvin, especially Irvin Magic Johnson, as you so eloquently put, elegantly put it. Irvin Magic he, Johnson. He's he's Mr. Showtime now. He wants L.A. to be this big, super fancy show. And you know we're gonna we're gonna see how it turns out for him. Um, he's meh. He's big. He's, he's big Showtime. Big Showtime. Magic Johnson right now. He wants LA to be big again. Make LA great again. Next topic of the night: Tiger Woods arrested for DUI Monday morning, early, early, early Memorial Day. I believe about three in the morning yep. or two thirty in the morning at that time. Uh, he was found passed out behind the wheel of his car. There was a car on the side of the road with their blinker on. Boom. <laughs> Both tires absolutely destroyed. Uh, the whole sidewall of one of the tires, I think it was the back tire. Absolutely, no, actually, it might have been the front. I'm not sure which tire, but it was absolutely demolished. Uh, <laughs> Tiger Woods was driving banana land all over the road. Um, but he didn't. But it wasn't a DUI, which is insane. Out behind the wheel. Well, it was a DUI. So driving under the influence. Okay, yeah, technically, well, yes. I came out with a post, and I'll apologize for that right now. I jumped the gun. I saw this, got too excited, got a little too antsy, and just started posting articles. Um, Tiger Woods was not arrested for driving under the influence when it comes to alcohol. He actually blew a 0.0, allegedly a 0.0 breathalyzer. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, a statement saying that it was prescription drugs, and it was a bad mix of prescription drugs. Personally, I don't know if I believe that. Tiger Woods is a party animal. Tiger Woods has a lot of issues that we're slowly starting to figure out. Uh, it could have been prescription drugs, but Jupiter, Florida, Tiger Woods, guy with millions of dollars, you're telling me that it's not a possibility that these cops and Tiger Woods are buddy-buddy and Tiger could have said, hey, don't put this out there. This I'm going to tell people this wasn't alcohol. As far as you know, the breathalyzer was zero. Because in the alleged video, I don't think it's come out yet. It was expected to come out today, right? Yeah, I haven't seen anything. It hasn't come out yet as far as I know. I could be wrong, but as far as I know, I'm a Twitter maniac and I haven't seen it. He couldn't stand up straight. Uh, when He was he couldn't stand up on one foot like you're supposed to do in those sobriety tests because they did a sobriety test on him. And... <laughs> favorite part of the whole story is when they say, sir, can, do you know what this, the, the so-and-so test is? I forget what it is. It's the alphabet backwards one. Yeah. This Tiger is the best Woods part. Goes, this is great. Tiger Woods goes, yeah, the national anthem backwards, right? <laughs> if you can do the national anthem backwards, you absolutely can go. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo. Fine. Like, I don't care if you're drunk. Like you can get in the car and drive away at that point. <laughs> that's, that's, that's insanity. And he also said, they were like they said something along the lines of, "Sir, do you know where you are right now?" And he goes, "I'm driving back from golf in L.A." 
dude, you're in Florida. How how fucked up were you? Yeah, see, it's those comments that make me believe it was not prescription meds. Like you can, I, I understand you mix prescription meds, you get loopy, you fall asleep, but you wake up and you don't think you were like you know, like I get it, but that had to have been alcohol. And I agree with you. Like if he's in Florida, if he's in Jupiter, it's where he is. It's all of his stuff now. It's like where he's tied down and. You know Dude, what? Eight miles from his house. Exactly. Eight miles so, his house. Exactly. You know, he's already had one incident close to his house, actually on his property. And, you know, this time I think that he's trying to make the comeback. He, they had an excuse because he's coming back from the surgery again and has that excuse to say, you know, I mixed the wrong meds. I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. I don't believe it. I, I, Tiger, the, the mugshot was the best part to me. That mugshot oh, of Tiger was phenomenal. ESPN photoshopping the hair. Oh, that was great. He came out in that Photoshop with his hair looking like Albert Einstein, just a little shorter and uh, darker. And ESPN, for whatever reason, they didn't need to do it. They Photoshopped his hair to make him look that sense. But I will take this take from Tony Maserati of 98.5 The Sports Hub. I'm not going to say it's my own. But I kind of I kind of agree with him here. What if Tiger, because obviously he lives in Jupiter, Florida. Yep. What if it just came to the point where... This happens to him all the time. The cops keep catching him. Cops keep catching him driving uh, under the influence of whatever. And they finally, they were just like, Tiger, enough is enough. This is this is the eighth time in two months. <laughs> we have to take you in this time. We can't yep. we can't protect you anymore. This has to stop. So what if that was the case? It could have been. Like, you don't know. And this is the thing that, you know, you're Tiger Woods, despite all the stuff that's happened, you have that name. You still have a reputation to cover. And, you know, he's... Basically, in his post-playing career, as he's starting to design golf courses, build golf courses, and part of that part of his career, yeah, I get he's trying to come back. He's never going to win another championship. He's never going to win another major. Especially not a major. It's been since, what, 2008? Yeah, since that Torrey Pines major when he had one knee. And I don't know how he won that one. But since then, he's done nothing. And I don't think he's even going to play again. I think he's done. But, you know, he still has that reputation to protect because he still has people he's working with post-career, post-playing career. So I believe that too. You know, I, I could see a thing where, you know, it's been multiple times now the cops are like, Tiger, you got to have some form of mugshot on a record for the amount of times we've pulled you over. Like, hubble on. Best meme, though, best meme of the situation was um, they showed one picture of Tiger when he was in his prime, smiling with a hat and had like a Falcons logo. And the bottom picture was his mugshot. And it just said 28 to, to the top picture was 28 to 3. And the bottom was 32 <laughs> 28. And that was his mugshot. It was perfect. If you, obviously, if you're not a Patriots fan, you hate it. But like, it was phenomenal. <laughs> I saw that came out from Barstool. It was a picture of Tiger fist pumping winning the championship. And then it was the mugshot. And it said, You going into Memorial Day weekend versus Tuesday when you woke up. <laughs> <laughs> that was good too. That mugshot's so now- great. That mugshot's phenomenal. It is. It's. It's a plus. I'm a celebrity, and I fucked up. It Basically, is, it is yeah. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. But my other question that I have here with this whole situation is, okay, he's saying it was pushing drugs, and he. Oh, hold on, them. hold on. Pablo Sandoval's playing tonight. Yeah, he's DHing. Oh fuck! What? I didn't even know that. He's up right now. That's why two and two, two two count, two outs. Pablo swings and fouls the ball. I quags. I apologize for that abrupt conversation. Oh, now you can see that. Yeah. Uh, so my other issue with this whole story and the whole scenario, really, is so he's blaming it on prescription drugs, right? Yep. What are you doing taking prescription drugs at three in the morning? He's a moron. And like, where was he coming from? Was he coming from home? Like, I didn't read the whole story, but like, where are you? Where are you taking prescription drugs and then feel the need to go out? Like, if you're taking prescription drugs, don't you stay home? Like, wh- wh- unless you're out. 
and like that's where I believe it's alcohol because you're just out and about, and then you decide to take pop your pop, at, pop at, your pain night. meds, pop your pain meds. You would have already popped your pain meds. You've already been home in bed at that point because of if if you're if he's claiming to do that, he's not going to be out. Um, he's not doing that. Whereas if you're drinking, you're going to be out and about. You're going to be it, it. It lines up too much to be alcohol for it not to be alcohol. Exactly, and and again, what are you doing at three a.m. taking your prescription pills? There's no need for that. If you're going to take prescription pills, you're taking them on a time, uh, maybe later in the night, seven p.m. I don't know something something that's not three in the morning. <laughs> there is no doctor that is saying wake up at three a.m. and take your pills. Now, he could be abusing. He could be addicted to pills. This guy's apparently going off the rails. I wouldn't be shocked. It, the opioid epidemic doesn't stop celebrities. No. Because the opioid epidemic, especially up and down the East Coast right now, is monstrous. Did you just give us the Tiger Woods' cause of death? Did you, give him us, did you give him us his cause of death? Is he dying in meds? I wouldn't be shocked. Look at Prince. That's true. Same thing. Opioids. Pablo Sandoval, another foul ball. But I'll give you the play-by-play here. Even though by the time this comes out, and maybe people, people are going to be so confused. Yeah, exactly. People are going to be like, what the fuck is he talking about? Um, But if it wasn't alcohol, then he's addicted to drugs. Because, again, what are you doing taking those pills at that time in the morning? There's no need for that. You're not taking those prescribed. Is Tiger doing all this, like, because of how uptight he was when he was so good? Like, I, I start to think about it, and look how uptight he was. And when he was winning in his prime, when he couldn't be touched... And I don't know if you've read it, Quags, but Hank Haney wrote a book. His old um, swing coach. I know Pablo Sandoval just struck out. And when you read it on base, when you read the book, I read the whole thing. Hank Haney, I love the guy. He's a great swing coach. I used to watch a show on Golf Channel too. And he basically detailed how uptight Tiger was. He did the Navy SEAL training. He barely hung. He barely even talked to Hank Haney. Never mind worked out with him like he was super uptight and always stressed out had to be the best all the time is this him just kind of unraveling from him being so uptight all those years it could be which means is tom brady gonna do this in the future no tom brady's got giselle though yeah that's true and also like like tyler Woods is just kind of a low-key scumbag i mean he's he cheated on his his girlfriend or that was wife his wife freaking ever with like 120 women was that the number it was a it was a ton of women including like waitresses from a freaking, from freaking like fast food restaurants. Like he had, he didn't have any standards. He would just bang these women. He would just sleep with these women. He would fly them out. And the best part of that whole story is, it's hilarious that apparently he is so cheap. He is <laughs> Tiger Woods, the man with millions of dollars, the guy with a million, millions and millions of dollars of a mansion. Like let's say eighty million dollar mansion. That guy apparently is a cheap bastard. He would fly these girls out from random places in the United States to go to, to bang them, to sleep with them. And he would fly them on coach. Yeah, he wouldn't even pay first class. How about it? <laughs> At least like, unless like Jeter and all the, the myths of Jeter would give him like expensive gift baskets after they would sleep. Like Tiger just flies this, this, these bitches coach, bangs them, and then turns around and says, okay, fly coach home. Have fun. Thanks for the fun. Yeah. And you know what, Jeter, Jeter was classy about it. Jeter knew how to treat a woman that he was going to have a one-night stand with to the point where you couldn't really be angry at him. Nope. Like, there was, there was another story that I heard about Tiger buying a woman, uh, one of the girls that he was affairing with, dinner. That dinner was Subway. It was a Subway sandwich. That was the dinner that, 
this guy with millions of dollars bought her. Like, at least wine and dine the girl if she's going to come over and just have fun with you. Like, At least bring her to Popeye's. Seriously, even uh, something besides Subway. Anything but Subway. Subway sucks. Tiger Woods, wild story. D-U-I-R-S, 0.0. Hopefully by next week we have more news on this. We might. Tiger we probably Woods will. Story, a Tiger Woods story is exactly the juice that needs to be flowing, especially in the world of golf right now. Uh, topic of the night. Let me pull up that list. Uh, okay, so we'll talk about the Red Sox and David Price uh, for a quick minute. So the Red Sox currently, uh, their record escapes me, but they have, they are winners of I, six of their past eight. They won six in a row. Or no, is it seven of their past nine? Something seven along nine. Seven lines. to nine, yeah, yeah. Their offense started coming alive pretty well. Uh, their pitching did really well. At one point, all five of the starters won completely, obviously, six games in a row. Uh, between our last show and today's show, uh, Brian Johnson threw a complete game, got called up for that fifth spot that's been vacant with uh, the absence of David Price. Throws a complete game, gets, set, gets sent back down. What do you think about that? That's my first question. So we finally have a guy who shows up and pitches well. Brian Johnson, who who's pitching phenomenally in uh, in Pawtucket, Triple A Pawtucket. The Red Sox call him up. He throws a complete game shutout, and they send him right back down. What do you think about that? Is that the right move? See, I don't think they need him. That's the thing because right now David Price is back. So if David Price wasn't coming back, then they might have kept him up here. But Price is back now. He made his start, which we'll talk on in a second. And you still have Erod Pomerantz and Porcello and Bryce. So you don't need the guy. I think personally, I talked about this on uh, Red Sox Beat for CLNS Media this week as well. Like, I believe that you, they're CLNS Brian Johnson. Media, like I, the non-slip up. Yeah, the non-slip up. It's hard not to slip up because we changed it. Um, I think that Brian Johnson's going to be traded at the deadline. I do. Because I, as much as it's hard to trade the pitching depth that you don't really have, you need a bullpen arm, if not two, more than you need Brian Johnson as backup. And I think he deserves a chance to get a, get a big league club spot and can pitch consistently in the big leagues. He showed he can do it. And at this point, he's stuck. Brian Johnson's stuck in between AAA and the majors. I think he can handle himself in the majors. You saw it when he got pulled up. I think it was the right decision to send him back down because wh- where are you going to put him? I don't think that's true. I agree with you about the Red Sox, him being with or him not being with the uh, the club at the major league level, because like you said, where are you going to put him? You have you have Chris Sale, who's pitching like Chris Sale, aside from last night in Chicago, got got a little uh, got a little nervous there. Still one. Uh, Rick Porcello, he's pitching okay. You're not going to send Rick Porcello down, obviously. Uh, David Price, who came back, pitched pretty well, gave up one three run bomb, only gave up what two hits. Yep. And Eduardo Rodriguez. Who's pitching like who's 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 been phenomenal? Maniac, so good. Yeah, he's, he's been a maniac. He's been absolutely incredible, and he's still only what twenty four years old. So that fifth spot, Drew Pomeranz, who's on the mound tonight, uh, we're through four innings, and he's only given up one run. He's he's been pitching okay. He's on and off, but that's really all you can ask out of a five guy. Yeah, if he's your fifth starter, I'm happy. <laughs> exactly. Me too. And with Brian Johnson, though, Brian Johnson, you can't trade him. And the only reason you cannot trade him is because you need that depth. Because who else is going to be the depth? Apparently, uh, Hector Velasquez isn't nearly ready. Nope. The guy's been pitching out of his mind in Pawtucket, comes up to Boston and gets rocked. Uh, what are you going to do, pitch Henry Owens? We've tried that experiment. Henry Owens is done. Brian Johnson 
is the perfect sixth man in your rotation. You can bring him up in September if you need to for the September call-ups, but for right now, you need to hold on to him because you don't know about injuries. Drew Pomerantz had that whole injury scare uh, last year. We never know if that's going to act back up. David Price, you have to hold on to him solely because of the David Price problem. David Price just came back from an elbow issue, which everybody, personally me, I'm still scared out of my mind about. I don't know if we're going to lose David Price midway through the season. He, he had a scare to the point where he had to go to Dr. James Andrews and be reassured by Dr. James Andrews that he's okay. Yeah, no, like I, I would say there's a reason for, there's an argument for both sides. And I, I would rather trade him. I think when it's not a huge deal when you need the arm, especially because Tyler Thornburg sounds like he's really not coming back. Um, he Dave sounds Dom- like he could be dead. Yeah, seriously, because Dave Dombrowski they, was asked about him on the road in Chicago, and his response to Tyler Thornburg, I heard this on the um, on the sports hub on the way home today from work. All he all he said was when asked about it was, you know, we're still um, diagnosing him and evaluating him, and it's like, Ow. how are you still diagnosing? We're still diagnosing the guy. You don't know what's wrong with his fucking arm. Like it's been what months now. You don't at least know what the problem is. Like that's an issue. The more he they say that they don't have a prognosis for it, he's done. He's not pitching till next year. I'm surprised they haven't put him on the, the, the um, DL for the rest of the year. And just he's already on the 60 day DL. Just shut him down for the season. Give him surgery. Uh, sounds like Carson Smith's on his way back. He's been throwing some simulated um, starts off a of bullpen, or at least getting pitches in off a of bullpen. So you're gonna get, at least get him back. Make a deal for one more arm. Maybe you keep Brian Johnson. But one, I don't really know what's going on with Thornburg because wow, that's that a problem? But overall, Red Sox are in an okay spot. They just need some help in the bullpen. I uh, see. I think their bullpen's honestly okay. I think yeah. their bullpen's fine for where it's at. Are you at. kidding me? Why yes, do you think? I'm why in the fine. world do you, think I, you, you trust Matt Barnes in the eighth inning? Yes, I do. Actually, I do. You're awful. That's disgusting. He's terrible. He needs to be your sixth or seventh guy. Now, granted, when Carson Smith comes back, and that's he will, fine. When you Carson Smith comes back, he when he's Heath not Embry. he's not that good either. Like you have Car- Heath Embry. Yes, he is. When Carson Smith comes <laughs> back, Embry's fine. When Carson Smith comes back, he'll probably slot right into your eighth inning. I'd be surprised if they don't. Once he gets a couple, that's innings, beautiful. That is beautiful. Which is fine because that's where he should be. He'll probably do like a sixth or seventh inning right away, and then once they know he's good, he'll go to the eighth inning, which bumps Barnes back to the seventh. But like, I don't trust Joe Kelly. I don't trust Matt Barnes on a consistent basis. The only guy in the bullpen I trust right now is Craig Kimbrell. Well, how could you not trust Craig Kimbrell? He's pitching. He it's might four be strikeouts in one inning. In like he probably he might be the best closer in baseball right now. Oh, by the numbers, I think he is. He's been phenomenal, and I think the bullpen's okay. If you want to trade for somebody, if you want to trade for somebody, that's fine. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I don't think you should trade the sixth pitcher. You have six starting pitchers. And if your sixth starting pitcher is as good as Brian Johnson apparently is, we don't know if he's that good yet. But he's serviceable to be your five guy. This is true. I can't, I can't see them lose that kind of depth because we just, to this point, to the point where Brian Johnson pitched the other day, I believe, what was it, on Sunday? Maybe Saturday. 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 When Brian, until Brian Johnson pitched on Saturday, I was convinced that this team didn't have a sixth starting pitcher because we, we, saw, we saw a... Mall rotation door at the front of the mall. We saw that in the fifth spot. People just kept coming in and out. Like a merry-go-round? Like a merry-go-round even? Just round-around circles we go? People just kept coming in and out. You see David Price on the plastic horse just riding around with with Twitter in one hand and the rubber duck in the other just going around in circles. Wee, guys, love me. I'm David Price. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But 
for some reason, for a second, I thought you were talking about like an actual video, so I was laughing along, but now I understand that it was a hypothetical situation. I, <laughs> I thought that was a real video. And I, had to I, check oh, out. I would love to see that. Can we get that happen? Can we make that happen, David Price? Like, let's go. Find the merry-go-round. I'll bring the camera. And let's go. Now, the Red Sox... The Red Sox are currently in to, to, to second place. They're three games behind the Yankees. Uh, do you think the Yankees are going to stay this hot? Because no. I didn't. I thought they were going to be a good team, but I didn't think they were going to be this good of a team. They're thirty and nineteen. Yeah. See, I still think the Red Sox are going to end up finishing first because the Red Sox are what three games back, two and a half games back of the Yankees coming into tonight. Three games back, and that's probably with everything going wrong that could have gone wrong for the Red Sox so far. Injuries, the offense not playing well, the bullpen sucking, like. And they're still only three games back of first place. The Yankees have literally had everything go right. The young kids have played well. The pitching is held up, which I don't think is going to hold up. You're seeing it with Baltimore right now, Nick. Every, they're taking a step back, and now you have a four-game set with Baltimore. You could probably win three out of four against the Orioles because they're taking a step back because they're not going to hold up. The Red Sox have the lineup and the, and the team to hold up for the rest of the year. I think the Red Sox still win the division because they're, start, they're starting to get guys back and get healthy and figure this out. If Carson Smith comes back, that's a huge bump for this team. Whereas the Orioles are taking that step back, I feel like the Yankees are going to take a step back too. And the only thing that really worries me about the Red Sox right now is the offensive production. Because we've seen spurts of it. Last night they put up 13 runs, but then they also have the two nights before that where they realistically put up close to nothing. So that's that's the only scary part for me. They don't have a consistent big bat in that lineup. Xander Bogarts is consistent. He's not putting a lot of power. He's hit two home runs on the year. We're really missing David Ortiz on this team. Oh, you definitely until Hanley, and I, and I expect Hanley to turn it on because look, look what he did last year in the second half of the year. That dude couldn't miss the baseball. It's like he was playing wiffle ball with you know those like those old school big like thunder bats we played with his kids. Yeah, that made yeah, so yeah. much noise. <laughs> or it was like Pablo Pablo Sanchez, whatever his name was, in backyard baseball with like the metal bat. Like whoa, like what literally. Oh, Kenny Kawaguchi. Oh, with the wheelchair. That dude is my guy. Um. It's like that. He couldn't miss last the second half player. As long as his head's in it, which I think it is because he likes it here, he's going to turn it. He's starting to hit better. So with him there, I think you're going to see Sam Travis play a lot more because he's been playing. He's been hitting well. Sam Travis, my boy. I know it's your boy. boy. Um, don't I be surprised if he becomes the long-term platoon for Moreland this year because Moreland wasn't supposed to play every game because they expected Hanley to play for base. I don't think Travis is going anywhere either. He's not. He's not, and this is this is my whole theory with that. With that, and we'll we'll talk about this, and then we'll move on to our last topic of the night. But my whole theory with Mitch Moreland has always been: if you they signed to a they signed him to a one year deal the same day that they signed Chris Sale, went first day of the winter meeting, signed Mitch Moreland to a one year deal. I think they only gave him a one because they expect Sam Travis to be ready by next season. Oh, no question. I think he was destined to be a bridge first baseman for this team because they feel they can win this and year. he's a fine bridge. He is oh, a of fine course bridge. he is because Moreland's had a great career. He's a gold glove first baseman. That's what you needed. And he can still hit the ball. He's shown it. He can sit, he's hitting pretty well this year. So for the bridge year, you, you, you can still win a championship this year. Obviously, they were one of the favorites coming in. So to have a guy at first base to fill that hole and the next year, Sam Travis comes in, becomes your everyday first baseman without really skipping too much of a beat. And now you're still a title contender. And you know what, Sam Travis, I noticed this last night, he's low-key fast. That guy can yeah, move down He's big. Fast. He's big. He's a big guy. He's got some meat on him. I don't know how much he weighs, but tank. I don't know how much he weighs, but he can still move for the guy who's got some pop in him in his bat. Oh, he's he's quick. He's going to be he's going to be one of the be- next big bats of this uh team. Moving on, 
Last topic of the night. NBA Finals coming up starting tomorrow night. Third time in a row. Golden State Warriors versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron James in what? His seventh straight NBA Finals? How stupid is that? And that's what's wrong with the NBA. Fuck that. That is very wrong. Or Fuck is he that. just that good? No, he's, he's not just, just that, that good. good. Look at the rest of the East. The Eastern Conference Finals was a joke. It's like they're a pretty the damn good team. Finished first. The yeah, the Celtics first. finished first, and that was <laughs> because LeBron. No, and that was because the LeBron stopped playing, like for the last two weeks of the season. Like the Eastern Conference and and most of the Western Conference is good because there are two teams at the top of the league, and they're playing in the NBA Finals starting on Thursday. And this is why Kevin Durant really screwed the league, and in and, and that's why when when you get mad about this topic, I don't know if you do, but I do all the time. About I call Kevin Durant a puss for going over to Golden State because, in my opinion, he's screwed over the entire league with the Celtics and make them contenders against Cleveland. So now at least you have two forces in the East. So it's not an absolute given who's going to the finals. Oh, yeah. We, since July 4th last year, we knew Golden State versus Cleveland in this year's finals. It was a given. Oh, Absolutely. And you're gonna, it's going to be the same thing next year, too. Like, only reason why I would think it wasn't because, you know, Kawhi was playing really well and they were crushing Golden State until he got hurt in the, in the game one of Western Conference Finals. See, at least Golden State, Nick, has some form of competition in the West. So they're not the only team who can potentially go to the finals. The Cavs are by and far the only team in the East who's ever going to go to the finals until someone gets someone else. Now, do I think Gordon Hayward makes you a better team and gets to the finals through Cleveland? No, but it's a step. Durant would have been... If you put Durant on the team that you had this year, you're going to the finals. Gordon Hayward. It, but you go to the finals with just Durant, I think. Oh, absolutely. Because because Kevin Durant and Al Horford, people forget this. A, a huge reason as to why the Celtics made such a big push towards Horford was because Kevin Durant and Horford are boys. Don't cut Durant that, here about, out, by the way. That, that could still happen. I know. But that was a lure. It won't happen, but it could. That was a lure to what we... Dude, Celtics fans booed the hell out of him when he was here. Okay, he's a, he's, he's as soft as peanut butter. He's as soft as non. You wouldn't take Nick. You wouldn't, which I hate, by the way. But you 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 wouldn't. You don't like you don't like non chunky. No, I'm saying, I hate chunk. No, I hate chunky peanut butter. Oh, okay, me too. I, I only eat smooth peanut butter. Um, only, only sociopaths eat chunky peanut butter. Seriously, Ross eat chunky peanut butter. Fucking so psychopath. <laughs> um, look, here's here's the deal. Kevin Durant in a heartbeat, though. Every fan would well open him with welcome arms. Yeah, brought, you're right. I know, I know. Draymond Green, even. I would take Draymond Green in a heartbeat on this team. And, you know, that could I happen. That, okay, here's the deal. Draymond Green actually could happen because he's probably going to be the odd man out when they have to pay everybody out there in Golden State because they haven't paid either of those guys yet. Curry, no, Curry, Steph, Clay, and Draymond Green are making dirt right now. They all, they're all up soon. They're going to have to get that out if they want to keep Durant. Yeah, they will. They will. Or maybe Durant leaves after this season. Maybe he wins the championship. comes to a Celtic uniform. If he wins, there's a better chance he leaves. Put it that way. If they win this series, there is a better chance he leaves. But to my point for the what we really want to talk about real quick, I think the Cavs win this series in six. Because the way they're playing right now, they have so much confidence. I know, And I think the fact that they lost the game to the Celtics does help them. Because Golden State has cruised through every game, hasn't had any injections, and they hate playing physical. The Cavs will play physical. They hate people getting up in their grill. LeBron will tackle somebody and not get called for a foul anyway. And all these guys in the Cavs play physical. The Celtics didn't do that well enough because they don't have the bodies. But and they're State, not big enough. 
They're yeah. not big enough to do that. I'm going Golden State in seven. I think Golden State's going to turn it on, especially after last year's loss. I think they have a little bit more motivation to do so. And with Kevin Durant and the, that addition of the team, with with Kevin Durant's addition of the team, it's just far and away super team now. And with the addition of Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and then Draymond Green, Iguodala, and Thompson, that's just that's just a team that I don't think you can beat in seven. I think if LeBron wants to beat him, you can't take it to Game Seven. You just, I just don't think you can. No, Game Seven Oracle is tough, and I think a big factor in this game, and, I, and I've been saying it, especially watching the Celtics games, games. But Darren Williams is going to be huge for this team off the bench because we all know how Kyrie matches up with Curry and, and that whole match, those matchups. But Darren Williams is still a starting point guard on every other team in this league. He signed there to win a championship, so. Coming off the bench, you have two point guards on this team. So, and in watching him against the Celtics, I don't know if you noticed this, but he looked like he was playing for the Utah Jazz still. Like, he, that guy was moving, he looked like he's healthy, and he's motivated to win, and that's huge coming off the bench, playing against scrubs on the Golden State bench who just aren't that good. Yeah. All right, Loose Change Podcast, episode 15 of the books. Tonight, May 31st, one day away till June, Jared Scally. I almost hit Scaly again. Oh, rude. Nick you Qualia. bought a new, a new car, Nick Qualia. Come in. Connor, that idiot, staying on here for about 10, 15 minutes. No Ross again. We'll talk to you next week, maybe with Ross, maybe with a special guest. Talk to you next week.